Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, greetings. It is, yes, being Brown at Work Live, favorite time of the week. Everyone knows that. (laughs) If you hang with me anytime, you know this is the favorite time of the week for me. This is Linda Talaferro, your girl from Being Brown at Work Live, the T, the extra effort. And what I'm going to talk about this session links to a recent session that I did around burnout. But I kind of want to dig and delve deeper into that aspect uh, as it pertains to the times that we live in. And for a lot of us since 2020, it's been probably more than we have words to really describe. To be frank, I mean, prior to that, we've had challenges as brown and black people, brown and black women in the workplace, for sure, right? The microaggressions, you know, the things that the, the lack of equity, clearly we've had challenges, but it has taken a whole nother level, a whole nother level since 2020, uh, maybe slightly before that. And it's getting to the point where, I mean, I've got to be real. There were times I know for me and people that I've talked to where I've just been, I don't even know if exhausted is really the word. I don't, I don't know what the word would be for it, that I've been just kind of done. Maybe that's what it is. Let's be real. I've been just done and questioned, did I have enough to keep going? You know, with especially if you're here in the U.S. or you're working and living abroad and you you are a U.S. citizen. So even if you're far from what's happening here, uh, but you're tied to this, it affects you. There's no way that it can't affect you. Hopefully it didn't personally impact you. Uh, You know, all of the violence, all of the things that we've seen. I hope and pray that it didn't. Uh, I know I have a client that it did, actually. And uh, I definitely keep her family and her in my thoughts and prayers. But even if it didn't intimately, personally affect you, there's no way it couldn't have impacted your life. And as you hear me say often, who we are personally is who we are professionally. So there's no way for us to separate. I mean, I've, you know, I don't watch as much news for sure. But my notifications are on my Apple Watch, not my watch isn't on now, it's on my phone. I get notifications. I I mean, there's no way we can stay away from it. 
whether it's police brutality, whatever it is, social economical injustices, they are just rampant. And then you go into work and people with their their best intentions, best intentions. I mean, I was not long ago, you know, asked by a colleague, hey, you know, Linda, why don't you guys just, you know, as black people just, you know, revolt, just get up in arms and <laughs> and change things. I don't understand. You know, it was a colleague from another part of the of the world. It wasn't he wasn't from the US, but and I had to share with him, look, I mean, if we did that, there'd be more of us that aren't here anymore. So we, you know, we're taking the systemic approach. We're trying to make we're we're working hard to make changes systemically through voting, through laws, through, you know, changing who represents us in various critical seats that make decisions. But, you know, as he watches from afar, it, it just didn't register to him. And and he even seemed, you know, quite disgusted about it. So you can imagine when you live in it day in and day out, day in and day out. And then you go into work. And like I said, people with their best intentions. Hey, are you OK? What can I do? What do you think about such and such this and that? Um, and it's been I mean, I can go through the list, which I won't. Um, and it's been you get inundated with that. So how do you continue to stay focused? How do you continue to stay strong? How do you address those questions? You know, what do you do? How do you continue to be steadfast in your career aspirations, in your career journey, in these extremely uncertain times? where tomorrow you could have COVID, where the next day it could be another shooting, where the next day it could be whatever it is. I mean, it's just constant. So how do you do it? And I'm going to be frank with you. If I had all the answers, I wouldn't be on this live. I'd be somewhere, you know, with clamoring people, hundreds of thousands of people at my door. But what I would offer to you is what has worked for me. And it's not always been perfect. I mean, there's, you know, I'm frank, I'm, I'm a very pragmatic and frank person. I don't sugarcoat anything. It, has it been difficult? Absolutely. But here's some things I focus on, right? I mean, one thing we know as black and brown people is we understand adversity. We understand challenges. Is it getting to the point where we're get, probably getting sick and tired of being sick and tired? Maybe so. But we know how to persevere. Kajani Brown Jackson, in her words, spoke volumes when she was being grilled in those Supreme Court hearings that she was sitting in and being grilled for the role that she was probably more qualified than the people that were asking her questions. And she shared that experience of her being on campus and feeling uncomfortable and another African-American woman walking past her and reading it on her face and just said the word persevere. That is what I would offer to you. That is what I do. I reflect on what, why I work so hard to get to where I'm at. What was my dream 
when I was a little girl in Nor- in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, small town, only child, one of maybe the second person in my entire family to go to college at that time. What was my dream? What's my purpose? What legacy do I want to leave for my daughter, who, thank God, just graduated from law school, for her children? That's what I hold on to. What do I want to be able to share with individuals that I'm sharing right now on this Being Brown at Work Live, on this podcast? What difference do I want to make? How can I reach across the aisle, reach behind me, reach to the side of me and bring people along? Because I persevered, because I hung in there, because I continued to move forward. And yes, when I talk about what I shared in the previous session, I said no sometimes so that I did not succumb to burnout or I took a step back or I decided to pick my battles, right? And when there was opportunity, I did what I needed to do to refresh myself, whether it's a spa, whether it's a vacation, whether it's just quiet time with friends and loved ones, whatever that does, whatever whatever it is that refreshes you revitalizes, recharges you. So you prevent burnout and you can deal with these day-to-day being inundated with all this negativity. Maybe you turn your notifications off like I did. But one thing we have to keep in mind is that we need to persevere. Here's why I'm going to give you some reasons why, because we are moving the needle. We are moving the needle. I mean, If you just look at just recently in the past several years, we had women just really watershed moments. Karen Lynch, who became the CEO of CVS, right? Woman. We have CEO Roz Brewer, Walgreens. Yes, that's a sister. Walgreens. She was leading Starbucks as an executive. Now she's the CEO of Walgreens. Boots Alliance just happened in March. And then we have DeSonda Brown Duckett, who is the, she was at JP Morgan Chase as an exec. Now she is the new TIAA CEO. Happened in May. And if those of you have been hanging with me for any time, you know I'm a sports enthusiast. I love basketball, football. And when I saw that Sandra Douglas Morgan was named the first Black female team president in the league's history, this just happened July 7th. These are just, I mean, there are tons of other examples. These are just some of the reasons why we persevere. These are some of the reasons why that in spite of these uncertain times, in spite of what's continually put in front of us, that by no means, I mean, clearly it is overwhelming. It's more than I could even fathom that I thought I would experience in my lifetime, seriously, more than I could ever imagine, more. And those are what we see on TV. That's not what happens in the workplace that nobody really talks about, right? That's not the microaggressions. It's not somebody walking up and asking, okay, are you the secretary or assistant? Or you're the room. You're actually the leader in the room. But everybody believes the other person is not because you happen to be the only woman of color in the room. 
How could you be leading this major project? That's not the stuff that gets on TV. So you add everything that you see that you're inundated in the news in addition to what you walk into on a daily basis. Or like me being told that I'm aggressive. I'm constantly told that when all I'm doing is speaking truth to power or I'm being direct like my fellow colleagues. So in addition to those things that we have to deal with in our personal lives, what we deal with in our professional lives, we still need to find ways that center us so that we can persevere, so that we can push through like Sandra did, like Roz, like Cassandra, like Kajani so that we can continue to shatter these ceilings. We can continue to kick these doors open and not only sitting at the seats of the table, but bringing our own to the table, creating in some case, there's some of us out there creating our own tables, which I love, absolutely love. So working in difficult in certain times, unprecedented times we're in right now. And there may be more in the future. But what we cannot do is we cannot allow this to stall us, to stymie our growth, to prevent or block our growth. I would also offer to you to get somebody that's in your corner that you can just, whatever your beverage of choice is, coffee, tea, wine, bourbon, whatever it is, that you can have that decompressed time with that special person in your life, be it your partner, be it your spouse, be it that best girlfriend, that best guy friend. If that's what works for you, do that. But then rise back up and get back in the game. We got to stay in this game, y'all. I mean, I'm serious. We, We have to stay in it. There is, I mean, Getting on the other side of it, the only way to do so, the only way to be successful in that next hand is if you play this one. It's the only way, the only way. So I just wanted to take some time out and share those thoughts with you in this session of being brought at work live, because I know, y'all, I I know, I know that I know it's a lot. It's a lot. There's no doubt about it. It's a lot. But I, I'm a firm believer that we are not given more than we can bear. I'm a firm believer of it because I'm, I'm a faith believer. I, I believe in prayer. I believe in all of that. And, if, and if that, I know that's what keeps me going in addition to some of the other things I shared with you is prayer. But whatever it is in your life that keeps you going, know that there's not more that, puts, that is being put on you than you can bear. And that those women, just a few examples I gave you, are just those few that let you know what's possible when you stay in the game and when you persevere. Until next time. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence in the resources section of this episode.